Blog. joining us again today for what will be another, I pray, interesting show. I believe it will be because uh, the guest today and I will be having a lively discussion about matters that are very dear to each of our hearts. It has to do with the whole idea of creating a healthy, happy, harmonious, sustainable society. And who is it that does it? What are the requirements inwardly, if you will, the revamping of values, the awakening of consciousness that it really takes to run a world, if you will, that is in accordance with nature, not in accordance with ego. And when we do that, when we run a world, so to speak, run, when we allow ourselves, in the sense, to be engaged by our higher self, to move in a direction of building an economy and a body politic and a social order, so to speak, that is with the higher intelligence running the ship, really, then things can really work out harmoniously. But when human greed is the governor we're in trouble. And, you know, human greed is actually a very unnatural phenomenon. And even neuroscience is beginning to really support that notion. What we see through neuroscientific investigation these days is that cooperation, getting along, and being with one another in a way that supports life as a group, that's what social grouping is all about the tribe, the clan, the family. We are, in a sense, it's incumbent upon us to harmonize ourselves so we can be in harmony with nature for food and for our sustenance. That's the game. And today to discuss this really valuable subject with me is Michael Pergola. Michael has a very interesting background Michael Pugola is both held a master's, a master of arts. He's got an MBA, so he's been a businessman, and a JD. He's a lawyer, business executive, worked in the banking industry for many years, is a teacher, an ordained interfaith minister as well. 
uh, a little bit about him. In the wake of 9-11, he was one of three co-founders of One Spirit Learning Alliance. He's been a long-time student of consciousness, culture, and spiritual development, and he's pursued personal mastery and an understanding of people and creativity for some 30 years in order to bring the heritage of human wisdom into every aspect of life. My God, it's like a brother. Utilizing insights from the ancient wisdom traditions as well as from contemporary theories such as spiral dynamics, Don Beck we've had on the uh, TV show some years back, the Enneagram, largely brought to us by the work and brilliance of George Ivanovich Gurdjieff. Integral theory and systems dynamics, Michael works to accelerate the conscious evolution of individuals and groups in a way that incorporates heart and mind in a seamless whole. Uh, it's a beautiful description. <clears throat> and his latest work involves uh, integral alignment. He is partnering with a group of others, collaborating with them, to bring some very high-minded teachers to the New York area to offer workshops and the like. And uh, this is all getting kicked off as we speak. In fact, this weekend, there will be one of the very first, beginning with Terry Patton, Deborah Boyar, and Michael Pergola, the three of them, called Encountering the Beloved, Integral Practice to Liberate Your Soul. How beautiful. How beautiful. And that's taking place in New York City at the Alignment Center on West, uh, West 30th Street, actually. And uh, it's March 3rd and 4th, so please, if you're interested, contact us through our website at www.abetterworld.net. And I believe uh, Michael informed me that a special uh, arrangement is being made for listeners to this show who are members of the a Better World community, which is easy. All you do is sign up at our website, <clears throat> and you can get more information. You'll get our weekly newsletter about our radio show on Progressive Radio Network, our radio show on Blog Talk Radio, and our TV show on Manhattan Neighborhood Network, which is on every Tuesday night. So Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday are media nights for a better world across this planet. So for those of you who are interested <clears throat> in attending and uh, spending this wonderful weekend with Terry Patton, Deborah Boyar, and Michael Bergola, who will be over guest in a little bit, uh, just go to our website under events. You cannot miss it, upcoming events. So uh, while we're waiting for Michael to arrive, he's got to uh, land to get to a landline. Uh, we will pick up with him once he gets on the line. But I want to set a context and let you all know that in light of the work that we are doing here at A Better World, one is to bring an increased amount of awareness and education to third-party players for the upcoming electoral uh, event called an election here where uh, President Obama will be running along with well, we have yet to see who the Republican presidential candidate will be. It's been a little bit of a horse race over there. But 
really emerging much more powerfully from my point of view is the disillusionment of business as usual in the duopoly referred to as two-party politics and the increasing interest in third-party politics. And I've had the good fortune and honor of interviewing one of the leading members of a third party, an independent party called the Justice Party. And if you go to www.com, justicepartyusa.org you can tune in and learn more about that and that man's name is Rocky Anderson I have had as I said the pleasure of meeting him and uh, by interview on my PRN show uh, back in December and January we opened up the year with Rocky Anderson and uh, he's what we call in Chinese a mensch. And he embodies many of the values that we speak about on this show and on all of our shows at A Better World. It has to do with humanity, man. It's not mysterious. What does it take for people to be good to one another and to form a society that is based on that quality of goodness? It does not take rocket science. In fact, a lot of it comes from the heart and living out of the heart. It doesn't require huge mental prowess. It does take kindness. It takes cooperation, as I was saying before. We are hardwired for cooperation and kindness. We're hardwired for love. And the things that are not that stand outside and are really causing us a huge amount of trouble, as I think everyone in this world has noticed. Now, I am glancing at my engineer's desk over here, and it appears that we have just been joined by Michael Pergola. Are you on the line? Let me try to put this together. Um, this is Michael. Michael, are you on the line? I am. Excellent. Good. Welcome to A Better World. Can you hear me, Mitchell? I can hear you fine. If you can speak up a little bit, it would be a stronger signal. Yes, that's better. Okay. Very good. I don't know what you may have heard of the introduction, but I gave a uh, glowing report about you, Michael, and it's well-deserved. You've had an illustrious past of really contributing in so many ways to the upgrade of this world, to the transformation and education of consciousness among people in many different areas from the banking world to, you know, a seminary. It's really quite a wonderful integrated point of view that you have been bringing forward for a long time, and I think that's one of the things that is bringing us together. Yeah, well, I I loved what you said um, a few minutes ago about that what we need in the world is a bit more kindness. Uh, yes. Recently, a dear friend of mine, Sean Brawley, a very wonderful uh, coach uh, who works with the inner game, he told me that um, he'd come across the entomology of the word God and that it was the secret mystery abiding in the inmost heart. The secret mm. mystery abiding in the inmost heart. And that really seems so relevant to what you were saying is necessary today to make a better world. Exactly. It really is. And since we're going to play the etymology game, which is one of my favorites, 
if you look at the word kind, it really comes from, as I understand the German, where we get the word kin, and of course we get the idea of kindred spirit and kindergarten too. Uh, it's this idea of being close, being in one's ken, actually, which is in one's home, close to the hearth, which of course has embodied in it the idea of the heart. So if you really look at language, so much is really revealed to us about the nature of living a happy, healthy, vital human life. Yeah, and it really, I, I think it really comes down to realizing that in some fundamental sense, we're all part of the same family. We really Indeed. are in. But we've had this sense of separation for so long, you know, because for so much of our of our history on this, you know, glorious planet, you know, we were living in scarcity. We were struggling to survive. We were yes. trying to collect enough food. And, uh, you know, we've been kind of programmed into that sense of scarcity. And now when we actually can manifest the abundance that is the fruit of this planet, in many ways our consciousness doesn't know how to do that. That's right. We haven't really quite caught up. In a similar way, Michael, uh, you're reminding me of the notion that our society operates basically on a on a Newtonian and a Cartesian model, which we, our, through science, through quantum physics, have bypassed long ago. Some hundred years ago, we bypassed the Newtonian model, yet we keep slugging along as though that's the order of the day. But science, the good part of science among many, is that it leads the way in showing us that, in fact, by science, we are one. We are truly one species, we can see that. We are truly one family. And we can now understand psychogenetically that it's true through science. Well, yeah, it's fascinating. You know, the, the wonderful um, video, The Journey of Man, the uh, work on maternal DNA and the, the mitochondrial DNA, you know, we realize that we actually all are related to the same stock. And yes. there really is one species. There is yes. no difference. And it's not that long ago that people, you know, really believed in all these false boundaries and all of these kind of these kind of sense of our being separate because we were in different tribes or different races. And it really is an extraordinary validation of the deep, deep spiritual teachings of interdependence, interdependence and oneness that is at the heart of the the deep, deep teaching of every great spiritual tradition from the earliest of times, that that Truly. now is validated by science. It's quite amazing. That's right. It? it really is. It really is. And as you know, on this show, A Better World, of course, we, we embrace all things, and we are very happy to give time and energy and attention, which is a form of love, needless to say, to those subjects and those people who are really contributing to a better world. And 
Uh, of course, that's in my estimation. And you are one of those. So it was really a pleasure to have you joining me today on this relatively new show for A Better World on Blog Talk Radio. And one of the main subjects that we talk about here is the formation of a new society. I like to think of it sometimes as Shambhala, you know, because of some of my Buddhist roots. Well, I really should say Buddhist, but it's not just that. It's in the very real world. How do we shape a society that is loving, harmonious, coordinated, cooperative, sustainable, and highly creative? And I believe this is very much in our midst. It's in our hand. Some of the work that you're doing right now, including this coming weekend's workshop, addresses that, the work you're doing with Terry Patton and educating people through the um, integral alignment work that you're doing. Could you speak to us a little bit about this? Yeah, I, I think that you raise a really important point, and let, let's draw some of the links. You know, I, I, I was on my way uh, traveling today, and I passed, you know, some of these big box stores. And I was yes. thinking that, you know, we go in these stores and we get such astounding bargains and we wind up buying things frequently that we don't need, that we then need yep. to store because we don't have enough room in our houses, which happen to be larger than most people's houses everywhere. And it's <laughs> fascinating because yes. we don't do that out of any greed necessarily, but for so many years living in this world of scarcity, our biology was attuned to get what it needed when it could. So that biology is in some ways programmed to get more sugar if we can get it because it's not easily available or to get more of the things that might give us security over the long term and to store them. But we yes. live in a world now where our biology needs to be readjusted and mm -hmm. because that instinct is not serving us any longer. It doesn't mm -hmm. serve us personally, and it doesn't serve us collectively. But it's very difficult to go against the systems that we live in. So it's quite interesting because we need to create different ways of being together that actually support a different view of what's important and give us the capacity to shift those systems, which is part of what we need to do to make a better world. And we literally need to change our biology by changing our consciousness and changing the ways we interact with each other because that consciousness is formed from the mirror of our relationships. So I think those are links that take us from the individual to the social. Yes. And that's a big piece of the workshops that we're trying to support and the teachings we're trying to bring in place at the Alignment Center. We yes. need to come into alignment as human beings. And I think Terry Patton is really, really one of the groundbreaking teachers in this regard. Mm -hmm. We have huge challenges today. We know that our climate is changing in dramatic ways. We know that the way our food system runs frequently feeds people things in the developed world that are not good for us over the long term. We know so much today about how nutrition can help us be healthier, but the dominant system, particularly for those less fortunate, 
doesn't necessarily provide those kind of high nutrition opportunities. Well, how do we change this? Well, we change this in multiple ways. But one of the big ways we change this is becoming more aware, becoming more conscious, and beginning to behave in new ways. And that's what the world's great spiritual teachings and practices have about, been about throughout history. Yes. What i got to say, okay. one of the uh, issues uh, that I have encountered in my life in looking at uh, spiritual traditions and then the so-called real world, um, the business world, etc., uh, the world of my father, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, and so many of our fathers, and I'm using that also metaphorically, uh, is that there's this huge gulf. One exists on mountaintops in monasteries, and the other one is in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And once I started getting clear myself, Michael, about the value of spirituality, from my point of view, it's to actually be in service on a higher level to the marketplace. It's purpose is to serve us on earth. That is, what is the idea of heaven on earth but to bring the wisdom of the ancients of the heavens into physical embodiment for living a life where we get uh, engaged with other people, we have relationships, we have love, we have children, we have business, we have scholarship, we have art, we have culture. It's not to be separated out, and I consider that to be, um, at this point, like a relic from the past, the idea that spirit is over here, and then the world is over here. And a lot of my life, professionally and personally, has been to merge these two together under one roof. Going back to the 80s, I set something up called the Spirit in Action Group. And it was to take and invoke our higher being, in bring it into, like you could say, off the cushion and into the boardroom, into the marketplace. And it sounds like your idea of integral alignment has much alignment with that. Could you speak to that? I think you are completely on point, Mitchell, and it is one of the great challenges of our time. I think for many centuries, spirituality was in the monastery because it is so difficult to live these principles in our relationships, Mm -hmm. in the marketplace, when we need to deal with questions of love, of intimacy, of sexuality, of finance, this is very, very difficult. But we must do that today. There is no choice. And the good news, the good news is that we have access for the first time in human history to teachings from all around the world. Those ancient wisdom teachings, which... The teachers we've been so fortunate to sponsor, Terry Patton, Martin Uchik, uh, Thomas Ubel, and the wonderful Australians, Pravati Ma and Shakti Durga, all of these people are really aiming to bring this spiritual understanding into our everyday life. And it is a breakthrough. And the things we know about our biology, about our psychology, about the way our brain operates, 
this augments those ancient teachings. And I think Terry, Terry Patton, a dear friend and a wonderful human being, and yes. they're an amazing kind of just well, I look forward to meeting them. therapist yeah. who has done fascinating work with trauma and with helping us relax under the wounds that somehow drive us onto automatic. Their workshop this weekend, this coming Saturday and Sunday, um, at the Integral Alignment Center is just a very powerful opportunity to integrate, uh, hosted by the Integral Alignment Center, is a very powerful opportunity to integrate different teachings in ways that will really fit the blueprint of each person's soul. It's not a one-size-fits-all experiment, but it's how do we tap into our own deepest gifts in ways that we can be in the world, and how do we touch that place of the beloved in our own hearts so we can bring mm. that to our lives? And how do we have a sense of humor and humility in the face of the challenges we face in life? Because the how? is how we do we do it, actually Michael? shift our inner experience and learn to yeah. be and live differently. And that's what we're going to work on this weekend, and I think it will be delightful. Are you saying to me that if somebody attends this workshop, they will be able to emerge as both funny and humble well, at least they'll have a sense of why that's important, and maybe they'll have some motivation to continue that work. <laughs> Good. Well, I think that your next workshop ought to be really with Woody Allen. Well, actually, you know, we have these amazing Australians um, who are coming over who have integrated these kind of wisdom and energetic teachings. Because, you know, sometimes... Oh, they have Aussie us. humor, I hope. Aussie humor. Well, they're kind of very Woody Allen-like, so that's what I was going to oh, say. Oh, are they? Okay. <laughs> well, then I'm interested. He's one of my mentors. You know, so many of my friends have one guru or another over the years, one yogi they've been following and all of that, both in the Buddhist tradition and others in the Vedic Hindu traditions. And uh, when they turned to me and said, so who is your guru? I said, Woody Allen? Okay, mm-hmm. Jackie Mason. These are the people. And if you really, you know, I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek, but I'll tell you, the other piece of it is really this. And I've spoken to mutual friends of ours about this. A really good comic has one foot in this reality and one foot out. He or she is gazing in with a look like, are you kidding me? They're taking this stuff seriously. So there is this level of advanced detachment in a good comic that is the envy of all, you know. It's truly a higher spiritual advancement in my book. I think you raise kind of two important points there. I think that, um, first of all, if we're trying to bring spirituality in the marketplace, we're yes. going to trip up. We're going to make yep. mistakes. Look at all the sort of challenges these gurus have. Um, oh, boy. All of us have challenges. You know. Not I hope to, they don't see a young, pretty girl when they're here I got to go off their mountain. <laughs> you know, how do we deal with these energies, the desire yeah. to have things in your life that sexual energy, the relationship energy, how do we deal with these things? If we don't have a sense of humor about our failures, and if we either deny them or take them so seriously that we self-attack and make ourselves wrong, 
it becomes very difficult to shift. And exactly. those questions, you know, are held in place, I think, by the energetic response that we have to ourselves and that we yeah. learned in our growing up in the way we were parented, not because anyone did anything wrong. They did the best they could. But That's we right. are only learning how That's to right. really raise our children. And, I and think it's a slow learning curve. <laughs> it is slow, but I think the energetic work that's possible today, and this is yes. what people like Pravati Ma and Shakti Durga, this trial lawyer from Australia who became a guru, and I, I like to call her the 21st century guru, and her and oh, some yeah. of her kind of companions, I call them the guru chicks, because oh, they're like funny. the Dixie chicks in uh, right. spiritual <laughs> teachers, but they're fabulous. I really look forward to meeting them. Fabulous people with access to energy, yeah. and they have systematized an understanding of some of these more esoteric teachings in ways yes. that we as Westerners can understand them. How do we work with the Yes, shift? that's wonderful. How do we balance our Michael, energy? listen, hi. this is quite extraordinary, but we are actually out of time. Please give, I told everybody about the uh, the special coupon that you have put out called Better World. Is that it? Uh, through our website for people who would like to attend this weekend with you, Terry, and Deborah at the Alignment Center. It's, it's what, being, uh, it's can you the add alignment. just, I've got 10 seconds left. All the information is on the website, the integralalignment.org. There's discounts, Excellent. there's scholarships, and Better World is the discount code. That's wonderful. Michael, keep up the good work. We'll have you on another time to carry on this most important kind of conversation. Well, thank you, Mitchell. Yes, all of the information and the location is on the website. Wonderful. Thank you again, Michael Pergola, and we will speak with you soon. Thanks, Mitchell. You're doing wonderful work. I so appreciate it and you. Thank you so much, my friend. Bye-bye. So this concludes another episode of Blog Talk Radio, A Better World with Mitchell J. Raven. I'm so glad you're joining us again today. Visit us at our website at www.abetterworld.net. Become part of the community. Sign up for the newsletter and enjoy all we've got. Thanks again. Bye-bye now.